0: When should the first rookie running back go off the board in the Fantasy Pros Championship? Are FFPC drafters underestimating the seismic change in one NFC North backfield? And are there concerns with one AFC East offense that are not being talked about enough? Plus... Former FPC League champion Kurt Anderson is going to join us to discuss the right spot to draft Devontae Williams, which commander's running back uh, to select in your fantasy pros and FFPC drafts, and much more. We've got a great show for you. Farrell Elliott is here. I'm Eric Balkman. Stick around. Your high-stakes fantasy football hour
1: starts now. Pressure! I've
2: seen greater men Broadcast live and heard around the world, you are now watching the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet. Welcome to the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com with your hosts Eric Balkman and Farrell Elliott. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is your home for analysis from the best players in the world. And now, because no one else was available, here are Eric Balkman and Farrell Elliott.
0: Thank you, Rob. Greetings and salutations to all of you, Balkaholics and Pirelliacs. Welcome into the latest episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com. I'm your slightly above average host, Eric Balkman. My co-host, I will introduce in just a second, he is the definitive commissioner of fantasy football, Farrell Elliott. Ladies and gentlemen, you can win $1 million. Do the Dr. Evil thing. $1 million in the Fantasy Pros Championship at just a $350 entry fee right now at myffpc.com. If you register by June 1st and draft by June 15th, you will get a free bonus FFPC league credit added here at myffpc.com. Profile, if you want to do that up to three times, you'll get up to three credits. That's over $100 in free FFPC leagues. Remember that you can also register for Dynasty Startup Drafts now at myffpc.com as well. You get... uh uh, into a uh, 365 day FFPC fantasy football team management at the $100 level. You can all go all the way up to the $5,000 level as now, uh, or, uh, as of right now as well. Remember, we've been doing dynasty fantasy football for nearly a decade. We have well over 1,200 leagues, could be over 1,300 by, by my count, and Dizzle's in the chat right now. Maybe he can clarify on that. We might be over 1,300 leagues. The point of it is, Not a single low uh, league has ever folded. Not a single league has ever, we've ever lost it. Like if you have been in an FFPC Dynasty League, it's been the same Dynasty League from the get-go. So that is what is great about playing 365 days a year with the FFPC. You don't have to worry about your Dynasty League's folding. Um, Not only can you win a $1 million grand prize in the Fantasy Pros Championship, you could also win another $1 one million dollar grand prize in the FFPC main event, as you are aware from the FFPC email that went out earlier this morning from yours truly. Uh, you are running out of time to enter the 2023 FFPC Pros versus Joe's drawing. Only 19 days left to be a part of that. Remember, um, people ask me this uh, all the time for years and years. How do I get how do I get to be a Joe? How do I get to be the Joe in the FFPC pros versus Joe's? Well, here's what you do: you put down a deposit or you buy your team or teams. Um, for the FFPC main event by the early bird deadline, which is the end of this month, and then you will be entered into that pros versus Joes drawing. And what that means is if you are selected, you are going to be put in a league with six pros and five other Joes. There's only going to be seven of these leagues available, and the winner of each league will get a free FFPC 2024 main event entry where you can compete for $1 million. Plus, you get to compete against the best uh, voices, scribes, analysts in the industry too, which is always fun. And we broadcast all those live FFPC pros versus shows drafts right here on the high stakes fantasy football hour. You can also win uh, in addition to the $1 million grand prize in the FFPC main event, plunk down 125 bucks and turn it into $200,000 with the FFPC best ball tournament as well. You don't want to play in standard best ball or maybe $125 is too much for you. I got the answer for you. $35 $35 will get you in to the FFPC Superflex Best Ball Tournament where you could play in that format for a $50,000 grand prize. That's all at MyFFPC.com. And if you're watching this show for the first time, you've never played in the FFPC before, that's cool. We, we can cater to you. You can go to MyFFPC.com and sign up for a best ball league, a classic league, whatever you want for just $5. If you have $5, you got a Lincoln on you we have a fantasy football draft for you as well. Remember to like this video. Subscribe to YouTube.com slash fantasy. Comment on this video, share the video with your friends and enemies, and, of course, get notified anytime we go live on this FFPC channel. We are going live uh, this Sunday night, I think is the next time we go live, with uh, best ball coverage, best ball tournament coverage featuring Aiden LaCourie and Dave Turpoli. That is Sunday night, and if you want to register to be in that league that they're broadcasting, uh, you can check out uh, you, uh, Excuse me, Twitter.com slash FFPC. They have the link right on there. You can sign up. There's only a couple of spots left. Uh, so if you want Terp and Aiden to rip your team apart, that is the place to do it, myffpc.com. Sign up for that best ball tournament going off Sunday night, and you can watch yourself. You could probably even be part of the show on Sunday night too if you want to chime in and give your thoughts on the picks that you are making and why Turp and Aiden are totally right in their analysis of your team or totally wrong. It is totally up to you. The, the gist of it is go to myffpc.com and sign up for all the great best ball main event fantasy pros drafts we have going on this weekend. Let's bring him in. I have been uh I've been bear baiting as my old high school history professor said uh way too long. He is the definitive commissioner of fantasy football. He is the incomparable Farrell Elliot. Farrell, welcome in. Happy Friday night to you, man. Hello, buddy. How are you? I am loving life. I I'm excited uh for this week we have um, the NFL draft behind us. Yes, we have basically all of free agency behind us, you know, yes. give or take. And now we are in the thick of drafting season, and now we get to see where the high-stakes players, you know, players like Kurt Anderson who's going to be coming up here in just a few minutes, how they are setting the ADP. We already saw Genesis and Revelations, how they set the ADP last week. This is now we're in the thick of it, and now we get to to start um seeing how the high-stakes players are handling. Um, all these rookies and and obviously the free agents and the veterans that are already signed, how they are affected by the NFL draft. It's a wonderful time. I always say this it's always a wonderful time to be a fantasy football fan. Mm-hmm. But this time of year for sure, it's a great time to be a fantasy football fan as well as being a KFFSC player at KFFSC.com as well.
1: I appreciate that, Bucky. And in the marketing you sent out uh, the, the 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 language here, 19 days to get entered. Into pros versus Joes. I'm afraid with language like that that people are going to accuse you of spending too much time in Kentucky. That seems like <laughs> what I would write, but that's never neither here nor there. You know, I think we've got some interesting veterans who have yet to find a home. They're mm. gonna find one soon after June 1st. So, yes, free agency is over, but we've got a lot to look forward to And. uh in what might happen with, with guys that uh, will, you know, with Fournette, Elliot, uh, mm-hmm. Kareem Hunt, our old pal Kareem Hunt, a lot of guys. Got a lot of guys uh,
0: still out there. You are right. And that is going to change the ADP of not only those guys, but obviously some of the players that um, they will be joining as real life teammates uh, here uh, in the NFL. Uh, coming up on tonight's show, we're going to pontificate on how to attack the Baltimore passing offense in your drafts, as well as which Giants wide receiver to target. And then uh, FPC lead champ, Kurt Anderson, is going to dish on the Bears' backfield, Cortland Sutton's ADP, and much more. Let's get into it tonight. We'll get to as much as we can. The first thing I want to kick things off with is uh, some of these draft picks that are signing right now. and to get your instant reaction on this, Farrell. Quentin Johnston is now signed by the Los Angeles Chargers. It's a four-year deal according to NFL.com. He is probably going to play on the outside with Mike Williams operating the other perimeter spot with Keenan Allen in the uh, slot in the Chargers offense this year. Uh, This is a great opportunity for Johnston. I don't necessarily know in 2023, but 2024 with the big cap numbers for Williams and Allen, I I really like Johnston. I was telling the Dizzle about this um, earlier last week. I like Johnston for 2024. Can he offer any kind of value to fantasy owners in 2023?
1: Oh yeah, I. this is one of those teams that drafted what I consider the missing piece. When you watch uh, the, the Chargers play, it seems like they have everything in place. Everett does better as a tight end or well enough at that position. He can contribute when needed. But this is the missing piece. They always seem, especially when they get banged up a little bit, to have to turn to the smaller receivers. You know, and Palmer is a good receiver with this team, too. But when you look at the the measurements uh, on Quentin, you see what you typically think is a charger, oversized wide receiver. We've been dealing with a lot of them for years. Every one of them looks the same on the roster. But really, no one looks like Quentin Johnston. This guy... What what's the old prehistoric bird bulky? What's the, what? what's that called? Pterodactyl. Pterodactyl. This guy looks like a pterodactyl. Who in the hell wants to tackle a pterodactyl? He, no one. You don't see anybody like this. He's got an unusual uh, build. He makes people miss. Uh, I just think he's, he, he's, obviously he was their best wide receiver. I think this is the guy they wanted. People should look at film uh, against Kansas, against uh, Oklahoma State late in the season against Michigan when he averaged 27 um, yards a catch. And this is a phenomenal ball player, and, and big numbers are in store for him this year. Without, He's not going to pirate the other receivers. I think he's just going to make them better. Keenan Allen can get seven, eight receptions a game now without having to be targeted 16 times. The uh,
0: the thing that I and I drafted Quentin Johnson in at least one dynasty. I think just one actually. Mm-hmm. Now that I think of it, so far I got another one kicking off tomorrow. Um, I'm I'm Dizzle is kind of down on him a little bit, which kind of like brought me down. Um, I wouldn't say significantly, but enough where I was kind of like, okay, maybe this guy's in the slam dunk that I think he is, but I do like him. I do like him for dynasty this year. Yeah. I think you can get away with, you know, cause Josh Palmer is still on that team. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and and so I, I don't know exactly the impact that Johnson's going to have this year. So he's more of a, uh, let somebody else take him and redraft. But for Dynasty, I'm still in on him. And I, still I want like you to
1: him. draft him and redraft when you get to Kentucky because if the Dizzle thinks it, then a lot of smart people are thinking it. And I'm not necessarily going to say they're going to be wrong. But I think by the time we get to double-digit weeks, this is the kind of player that could be your missing piece as you try okay. to go and win. And, and so I, I want you to draft this player, Bob. Uh, Farrell, I guarantee you this with as many leagues as I'll probably be drafting at the KFFSC this Ooh, year, man, like he, will be on at,
0: he will be on multiple teams for me. I have no doubt. Another guy I'd like to get on multiple teams, I just don't know if it's going to fall that way, is Bijan Robinson. He was signed by the Atlanta Falcons four years, $22 million. Bijan Robinson will have the fifth year fully guaranteed team option. Now, uh, Robinson will be 24 years old when the Falcons have to decide whether or not they're going to um, exercise that option. I want to more so talk about 2023 Bijan Robinson. Arthur Smith, his new head coach, called him, quote, more than a running back. We're talking mm-hmm. about using him in the slot there, or Arthur Smith is talking about using him in a slot there. And this is a guy that, that should be phenomenal. Farrell, in, in redraft, FFPC, KFFSC, what have you. How, I think I might have asked you this before, and I apologize if I did. How high is too high for Bijan Robinson in redraft leagues?
1: I don't think he can go too high with this player. I, I And it's because of what Arthur Smith says. He's more than a running back. but He's a running back first. Now, what I've noticed in the dynasty drafts that, that I've been involved with is um, Algiers or Algier, depending on yep. how you pronounce it. Okay. Um, the correct one is Algiers, right? I think it's Algier. We, we, have, we have a business that advertises in Louisville, Kentucky, spelled the same way, Algier. They they advertise every fifteen minutes, so we can, we don't know how. To it. <laughs> so anyway, um, okay. The matter at hand: the the Falcons ran slightly over a thousand offensive snaps last year. Um, no, no coaching staff called more running plays than the Atlanta Falcons. They they ran the ball uh 51 of the time giving them over 500 runs so when we talk about tyler algier uh we talk about a player that rushed for over a thousand yards behind what is the best aspect of this team the offensive line didn't start like that at the end of year but they came into shape um matthews um lindstrom is the guard and Uh uh McCary McCary. McCary. Yeah. He's probably one of the most underrated players in the league. So what you, what you've got this player moving into is a place that loves to run the ball behind an offensive line that can, that can really clear away for him and run blocking is all about attitude. And these guys have got it. And then you get in a situation where they've got a quarterback, that's a short passing game and an accurate quarterback. We, we, we're kind of behind this quarterback and now I'm behind him more because in that short passing game now he has Pitts now he has Drake London and 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 now he has Robinson so and and people will point at Robinson and say well he didn't catch the ball much at Texas doesn't matter he didn't have to they didn't want him to doesn't mean he can't catch the ball the Atlanta Falcons are going to be a very interested off Very interesting offensive team. They're going to keep the ball. They're going to have long, sustained drives, and they uh, will probably be better in the red zone. There you are, Mr. Pitts. If you you love your tight end, there he is. They're going to be better in the red zone, and I would take a look at them defensively as well because uh, in the fourth quarter, if this offense runs the way it's supposed to, the Falcons' defense in the fourth quarter is not going to be gassed. They're going to be ready to play football. So I like I like the way the Falcons are going and it's all based upon um it's, it's all based upon uh, the rushing game. I, I, I hear something from Bip Lab, but where the yeah, hell is yeah. Bip Lab been? Hi, Bip Lab.
0: <laughs> yeah Bip Lab. Yeah, Bip Mandel, uh former guest of the show chiming in. He's saying they think they need to get rid of um of Arthur Smith, and by the way, that's not an unpopular opinion among FFPC and KFFSC players. Well, you I know, thinking,
1: I, I got I got news for you guys. Arthur is there for a mighty long time. Yeah, <laughs> that's
0: it, I, I don't see. That's the thing is, I don't see him going anywhere. Sigmund <laughs> Bloom brought this up on a recent Football Guys uh, podcast. When's the last time a team had three consecutive top ten picks and used them all on skill position players?
1: Yeah, well, Kyle I Pitts,
0: know. Drake London, and now
1: Bijan Robinson. You got to nice. believe that. All they need is a quarterback, right, Farrell? Well, and they may have one because you know you don't need these guys to do a whole lot of a whole lot of things to be successful because of what they what they're designed to do, they're doing it very, very well. I uh, want to get to our guest here, Kurt Anderson, the former FPC league champion.
0: Before we get to him, the last thing I want to bring up is—is—and um, and, I'll—I'll say this. Last night, you—if you were watching the FFPC social media channels, you saw the High Stakes Fantasy Football Show on the Better Sports Network. It was myself and uh, Farrell, one of your buddies, uh, a UK guy, Scott Connor. He oh. co-hosted with me for the second hour, but the first hour was Thor Nyström from Fantasy Pros, a uh, a guy who not only is a fan of the Vikings, but obviously covers the Vikings as well. And we talked a lot about this Vikings backfield, and Diana Rossini's report is backing up what Thor Nystrom has been saying for like the last month plus. Quote, all signs point to the Vikings parting ways with Dalvin Cook. In fact, in fact Nystrom said last night, three weeks uh, from last night, which would make it, um, I believe, June 1st, uh, Dalvin Cook was going to be released by, by the Minnesota Vikings. Quesi Adolfo Mensa, who is the new GM for the Vikings, not new. I think he was there last year as well, mm-hmm. but he was not committing on Dalvin Cook being a part of the Minnesota Vikings this year. This was a few weeks before the draft. Now we've heard a lot of rumors about him being traded. We heard it to Miami. We heard about him being cut. However, um, he has not been done so yet, or he has not been cut or traded yet. If the Vikings uh, were going to trade him, you probably think it was going to happen before the draft. That didn't happen. Now they could release him. If the release happens after June 1st, the Vikings are going to save $9 million against the cap, $8.2 million dead cap hit spread over not only this season, but the next season as well. Alexander Madison signed that two-year deal in free agency. Uh, So he's going to be there through next year. If they keep him through next year, but he's going to be there this year. They also drafted Dwayne McBride, a guy that Thor Nystrom liked, and Mel Kuyper Jr. Was a big fan of Dwayne McBride. In fact, I think leading up to the NFL draft, probably about two or three weeks before Kuyper had um, uh, McBride is his number three running back uh, in the class. They got him in the seventh round. Um, Nystrom said that McBride cannot catch, don't expect him to catch, but he thinks he is already the best first and second down banger on this team. Guy just refuses to go down. He's a bully between the tackles, something that they're lacking with both Alexander Madison and Ty Chandler. Um, your thoughts on how to handle this Vikings backfield in fantasy pros, Alexander Madison's going in the mid eighth round, uh, right now, Farrell, but the other guys, McBride and Chandler and everybody else, you can get them basically. From the mid sixteenth round on, they're basically free. How do you handle the Vikings' backfield? And I'll throw Dalvin Cook into this conversation as well.
1: Before the exhaustion of the of the dynasty drafts, Balky, I, I hope you've been you've given a wonderful synopsis of this, and I hope that you've talked about McBride on the on the other shows and last week because he's a really good football player, and those guys have been around a long time. Uh, you have to pay attention to when they take a player from this type of school, and you know from this type of school against those type of opponents. He's rushing for two hundred yards, uh, uh, two hundred yards a game. I, I, again disagree with people saying he's not going to catch the ball because who knows? Mm. Uh, I don't think Madison is the guy. I think Madison is a good complementary player. Uh, I think that we that the running back that's going to carry the ball. Equally in a committee, or be the the top ball carrier for the Vikings this year is as of today not on the roster. So as you make your choice, I oh, you keep that in mind. And what
0: about what what about Farrell? Is there well, I know there's a non-zero chance. What if the Bengals decide to release Joe Mixon, Vikings release Dalvin Cook, and they bring on Mixon? Is that is that a
1: possibility for you? I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. I I, I wouldn't know the. the you know, I don't know what their complaint is with Cook. I I've yet to t- try to figure this out. You know, to me, uh, is it is it is he injury prone? Is he not good in the building? Is he just too much damn money? That's the way the uh, that's the way that that this league is evolving with the running back position. You just want to get away from spending money, so maybe it's a pure financial move. You feel like you can pick up players with gas in the tank. We talked about Elliot. We talked about Kareem Hunt. You can pick up the guys that can do the job for a lot less money, uh, allowing you to make your team better all the way around. So I, I, I you know, if it looks like a deal. If it is financial, it looks like a deal could have been made. Sometimes you have to take a step back in the negotiation world. I look. I guess we'll know more about the story soon, but to assume that uh, Madison or even the rookie McBride is going to be um, the proverbial bell cow running back for this team, or at least in a two man split. uh, I don't think we can assume that
0: it's aggressive. It's an aggressive call,
1: by the way, Bill Hollywood saying that it is a
0: money thing with Dalvin cook. Uh, The dizzle chiming in too saying that Dalvin cooks cap hit is too high and the Vikings are up against the cap per usual. That's his thoughts uh, on this as well. Yeah, now, right. now now yes, we, right. we do have a question from the chat about the Jacksonville Jaguars, newest receiver, newest veteran receiver. I'm going to hold that question, Dave Nowitzki. I see it. We're going to get to it, but I want to bring in our guest first and I want to get his thoughts on it as well. So ladies and gentlemen, I, I, I want to bring him in right now. He's been playing high stakes fantasy football since 2002. He's an OG he was playing, with the WCOP, drafting out in Las Vegas more than 20 years ago. He's an expert in the FPC and a longtime FFPC main event player and is a self-proclaimed data geek. Yeah, that's right. Buckle up, everybody. We're going to get some numbers tonight, and it's going to help you be a better fantasy player. Please welcome in former FFPC and FPC League winner, Mr. Kurt Anderson. Kurt, welcome into the program, man.
3: There he is. Eric Farrell, good to see you guys.
0: It's good to see you too. So right off the bat, you're wearing a Seahawks shirt. All right, well, let's go, Hawks. All yeah. right. Okay. So, okay. I was going to softball <laughs> you on the first question. I'm not anymore. Let's let's talk about um, Jackson Smith and Jigba, the guy who went 20th overall to Seattle. He signs the four year contract with the fifth year option uh, this past week. So, Kurt, when you look at the Seattle offense, let's talk about it from a redraft standpoint. How big of an impact is JSN going to have this year? Um, and I'll and I'll and I'll preface this with this, Kurt. You, uh, you already know because you've been drafting in the uh in the fantasy pros championship. But Smith and Jigba, wide receiver thirty-one at that six seven turn. Is he going to return that type of value this year?
3: Yeah, I think that's uh uh behind Metcalf and ahead of Lockett, if I'm not mistaken, or at least that's what I'm seeing, which is a bit shocking. Uh right. who will he who will he help? He'll be a good asset, but I think he's gonna help uh everybody else. Just having him on the field as a slot guy. The Hawks have been looking for a slot guy for a long time. David Moore days. So it's it's a good pickup. I don't read too much into it. It's a rookie. Learn the playbook. Uh, if he produces, great, but I can't invest that in. Uh, Kurt,
1: Kurt, who are some of the other guys that they tried to fit into that slot? I remember.
3: Uh, it's a
1: long list of, uh, you know, I this, remember this, yeah.
3: you know, the Seahawks receivers have never been a household name bunch, even from. Uh, uh, I mean, can you name two from their Super Bowl team? I think everybody might be able to name one. Was Doug Baldwin one yep. was he on it? Maybe. Okay. Yep. So I remember him. Didn't he play the
0: slot too for Seattle? Hey, he so was he
3: was an outside guy. He he was more the he was oh. more the X and curse, the Y, I think was the you know your yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, they, so. they've
1: always had a smallish receiver try to play in that position. Now you get a player yeah. that's three inches taller and, and 20 pounds heavier than Lockett. And I think you're spot on. I think this is exactly what's gonna happen. He's gonna improve the game um uh, for everyone and it's yeah seahawks have got him a, a this is a three-headed monster at receiver it's gonna be very impressive geno smith just you know he's a cat with nine lives baby lucky's getting better for him all the time yeah dizzle is already chiming in
0: on the youtube chat right now he seems cheap as quarterback 14 mm-hmm. given the wide receiver capital that you have uh in seattle and and the wide receiver capital that is being paid by fantasy pros and ffpc drafters with metcalf and lockett and and Smith and Jigba. I mean, like you said, Kurt, uh, Lockett is going the latest on all those guys at wide receiver. Thirty-four. You get three Seattle wide receivers off the board by the mid-seventh round, which is it's crazy, and it's it's got, you got to be loving life if you're if you have Geno Smith in any dynasty leagues or redraft leagues. Yes, like I do. All right, let's move on, uh, Kurt. I want to ask you before we get into the meat of the interview: What are you doing for a living when you're not winning these FPC leagues?
3: I I uh, buy fuel, jet fuel, for a, uh, well, the world's largest jet charter operator. Oh well, this is a first, peril. Yeah, 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 a lot of, a lot of fun, a lot of, a lot of good things to see, uh, which keeps me in the data, which gives me the chance to. Uh play with data and fantasy sports.
1: Mm-hmm. Very good. Number, another numbers guy with, you know, with one of the, one of the greatest romance musicals posters hanging on the wall back there over your right shoulder. That's, <laughs> that's the first, that's the first you've seen that. Uh, is that Moulin Rouge? What is that? La La Man? Moulin yeah. Rouge. Yeah, Moulin Rouge. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Comes to a great, okay. Well, listen, let's get back to football. <laughs> uh, every time that I'm in a draft, I have to pick up a, a, a newspaper or look online to see that, Javante Williams is in Denver and is not dead. And but however, he just keeps dropping and dropping and dropping. And I I want to just say, look, everybody, it's a lower body injury that's going to heal. And he's a very good running back. Are you drafting him at uh Bucky says like 804, uh fourth, fourth pick of the eighth
3: round, ADP? Yep. Are you drafting him? What's your thoughts on this player? Well, my, my, my drafting religion is uh, I, I really don't deal with the ACL guys. Uh, oh. I, I've just been there so many times, and I just – I'm pretty much the heck with it now. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's just too soon. And, of course, it sounds like he's had the worst known ACL injury known to man. Each each news report we get, mm-hmm. it just gets worse on how devastating Javante's injury was. All that being said, 8.4 depends on your build. I've mm-hmm. got a team – uh ironically i took him at 8.5 in uh in the uh fantasy pros and i mean literally 8.5 but that team if i'm not mistaken it's kind of your mix and cook segue. i th- i think i went no wide receivers you know you, you, you got to play a little bit when you're doing this right mm-hmm. and i i literally think i went no wide receivers that's so against the the uh the grain but you got to play when
1: you look bit. at the no acl guys does it matter to if if you have a player 25 or younger as an ACL
3: team. Yeah. does that matter or no? Timing, timing usually matters. The mm-hmm. the the, the uh, August September's, you know uh, the JK Dobbins injury from 2021. No, sorry, 2020 summer. We thought he'd be ready in 2021. And he just wasn't. But so it, it's got to be an early injury for me. It's like the you know thinking Beckham would be back last year. No chance. You know, the guy tore his ACL you know, nine, 10 months prior to this, our season ending in fantasy. So I'm not even on my radar. I don't even play. I don't even play the game. If I lose to it, you know, more more power to the player who just beat the odds with his ACL Adrian mm-hmm. Peterson about the only major example.
1: And you're a numbers
3: guy. You would know about those. Odds. Yeah, but I, I'm done looking at the numbers to be honest. Right. We we all got the same deck of cards,
0: <laughs> <laughs> by, the, by the way, <laughs> Dizzle coming in with the, with the Johnny Carson rim shot here. Is Ty J. Spears considered a no ACL guy since he literally does not have an ACL? <laughs> but I'm ching. We love Dizzle coming through tonight. He is. He's be, on
1: fire, baby. He used he's to be done. the
0: co-host of the show, Farrell, but now he's sort of the band leader, which I, I love. I think, it I love it's a role he embraces.
1: He's from uh, the home probably. office, so to speak. You know, he's, he's, from the he's home office, You know, yeah. he's
0: um okay so so Javante Williams and I'm just looking at this I want to bring this up and by the way anytime we cite ADP data on this show it's all courtesy of Darren Armani fantasymojo.com at fantasy Mojo on Twitter the godfather of the pros versus Joes challenge um that's where we get all our ADP data Javante Williams I'm looking since the fantasy pros championship opened up in mid-march he was going as high as the late third round he has fallen quite a bit he has dipped down all the way to round 12 in some drafts, Kurt. Um, and he has settled in right now uh, over the last seven days um, as the, on average, the 804. Uh, I mean, I think you said you got him at the 805, so kind of on brand there. He's going right behind James Cook, or not on brand, but on par. James Cook, Alexander Madison, Zach Charbonnet right going, uh, going right ahead of him, Khalil Herbert, Devin A. Chain, and A.J. Dillon going right behind him. Speaking of A.J. Dillon, the Packers are going to look a lot different this year, boasting the youngest wide receiver core in the NFL. I I pretend, I portend, that this is the youngest wide receiver core in NFL history. I have no stats to back that up, but I can't think of a younger one. And the tight end room, also looking very young. It, the, the grizzled veterans on this team, it's the backfield. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon behind Jordan Love. Is Dillon going to have his best season ever, Given that this guy is, as I believe, the second most tenured playmaker on this Packers offense, Kurt Anderson.
3: You know, I I I think he's the best athlete uh, by structure. I mean, everything you want in a running back. I've been looking for a running back like him since Earl Campbell. I mean, that's 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 he's he's that guy. Uh, you know, wh- whether it be a Koye, I mean, over the years, there's been so many, a handful of guys, all-stop, Bam Morris. I can't I can't think of a few off the top of my head, but, but big guys who could lead a fantasy team. There's not many. And I think we all want Dylan to be that guy, whether you're a Packer fan or not. Uh, uh, we need that big bowling running back. Bettis, not a fan, but Bettis was one of those guys too. It's good for the football uh, to have a guy like Dylan. And if he can beat his 2021 numbers, I think he was a better, better player in 2021. He he had more targets, I think, last year. I haven't looked at the the stats in a while. No, you're right. And, that's 100% yeah, correct. And, yes, and produced less catches with with Aaron Rodgers. So that, that's confusing uh, uh, in its own right. So I like him. Love to have him in a in a uh, in a heavy wide receiver build early draft. You know, it's all it all depends on on how you, how your team is set up to start with. I think is is when you're drafting him.
0: I always think of uh, as long as you're talking about big bullish running backs, go back to San Diego with Marion Butts and Natron. Oh, yeah. To to draft those guys, too. I want to go to let's go to the YouTube chat right now. Uh, The Dizzle uh, coming in uh, a couple of Jordan Love Hail Marys uh, southwest of Lambeau Field right now. Regarding Packers tight end, speaking of Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft. Does it not concern FFPC drafters that the Packers have not sent a significant amount of targets to tight ends for more than a decade, which he is right. He is accurate on this. I have some thoughts, but Kurt, I'll let you talk about this. Uh, I don't know if you've taken Musgrave or Tucker Craft in any of your fantasy pros drafts after the, the NFL draft, but just your thoughts on the Green Bay Packers
3: tight ends. No, no, there's just not enough. Uh, I mean, obviously, a, a young quarterback's going to lean on his tight end, but it's just not an offense that I'm going to lean on. And therefore, I'm not going to lean on a tight end with that history, who hasn't had a tight end since Chimura. I know I'm missing somebody. Though. Who was it? Uh, well, there's Jermichael. There, there's
0: Jermichael. Well, okay. Oh, Jermichael let's, Finley. Yep. Or there's yeah. There's Jermichael
3: Finley, who was going to be a stud. Then he had the neck injury. Yep. And Frank was,
1: was
0: just, he was, Frank's was a Pro Bowl tight end, but he went there based on like, catching literally everything in the end zone like one year. I think – I don't have my figures in front of me, but I believe he had 127 touchdowns one year that put him into the Pro Bowl. <laughs> that, that's that's what he did. He was never a, like a real serious tight end threat. But you're right. I mean, like Finley and Franks, it's been pretty much that. Like it goes back to, like you said, Mark Chamur and Keith Jackson in the Super Bowl years in the mid-'90s.
1: Wow. And it's, it's frustrating because this Musgrave kid is a special talent and, and that we'd like to see him – get to utilize those talents. One of the, uh, Dave jumps in, um, uh, Novitski jumps in and says, yeah, look at pits. You know, there's special talents at the position that never, uh, that never realized that potential. I, you know, I've got to look at 2023 with a bit of pale over my drafting philosophy. Uh, you know, this will be – I just won't get to draft J.D. McKissick in the 19th or 20th round this year. And I'm, I'm Chris Rodriguez is out there, Farrell. Terribly, terribly disturbed about this. And so that leaves us two uh, Washington commander running backs. Uh, Kurt, could you weigh in? Is it Robinson? Is it um, uh, the yeah. the, uh, the other guy? What's the other guy's name? Uh, it's Robinson. Antonio Gibson, yeah. Uh, Antonio. Yeah, Another injury
3: situation. Is yeah, it, I, I think you it's, know, are I think you it's gonna, both.
1: Are you going to come in with, with – who are you? what are you going to do? I guess we know. Yeah,
3: I, I think it's both, and I'm going to stay clear. If yeah. I had to choose, I'd take Gibson. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, if Robinson could be a three-down back, he'd be on the radar. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we know Gibson could be a three-down back, but we know he's a third-down back, so that's the only reason he'd get my attention. I don't think they're going to dump on him. Uh, you know, I firmly believe running backs – well, any position – is a is a uh, I, I call it the May job fair, the draft. It's the, it's the NFL job fair, and some teams have openings. And and, and yeah. you know, if a team needs a running back, Seattle prime example. The the overthought on on Charbonnet, Charbonnet, mm-hmm. it, Seahawks had two guys in their in their running back room. Their job fair said, "I need a running back." Well, that doesn't mean they have draft capital. That means their budget and their job fair says they're taking a running back. So I don't read much into uh, draft capital and that such. And I think Gibson can can lead that team. I I could be wrong. It could be Robinson.
0: Like them both. well, ironically enough, these guys are going back-to-back in the Fantasy Pros uh, ADP over the last week. Brian Robinson running back 39, Antonio Gibson running back 40. They're going at the 909 uh, and then uh, Gibbs, uh, for Robinson and then Gibson at the 1002 in ADP right now. So they're going back-to-back as far as running backs go. Um, let's talk about – I want to move on and talk a little bit uh, of receivers here. Kurt Anderson, former FPC League champ, joining us on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. Anthony Richardson, the new quarterback in Indianapolis, How do you think this positively or negatively affects Michael Pittman in 2023? Michael Pittman, by the way, a wide receiver who is going currently in the uh, Fantasy Pros Championship uh, at wide receiver 27. He has fallen to the 602. Gone as high as the early fifth round uh, in the last week, but he is basically an early sixth round pick. 26 receivers going
3: on average ahead of him. Kurt, your thoughts on how Anthony Richardson is going to affect Pittman's numbers this year? Well, they're skewed. Uh, I think the highest Pittman's probably gone is 4.1. You'll see that was me back early March. Hmm. Uh, trigger trigger problem in the uh, in the draft room. Uh, had had Pittman somewhere on my mind, and I would take him. I looked at the list again, and I took him over. I want to uh, I forget the list, but 4.1, and I knew I wouldn't come back at that turn to me. And my thoughts on on Pittman, tied to Richardson are, they found somebody with a heartbeat and a pulse it's going to be an improvement over last year. And they actually got a guy with some talent, and Pittman's going to be the number one. And, I'm, and I feed on number ones more than number twos. Mm-hmm. So that was that logic in that. So, yeah, it can only make Pittman, in my eyes, the guy we thought he might have been last year. The recency bias has got us, though, and he's going to fall. In, uh, my, my it was my first draft. It was the 32nd draft. That's what it was, 32nd draft, trigger faux pas, that's why you got to get in a lot of leaks when you and don't, don't do the thirty <laughs> seconds. Don't do the thirty seconds if you're drinking in March. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like Pittman. I think the quarterback yeah. stand on him, and it, it it works. I think you'll come back to that and be happy.
0: With uh yeah. Jay Reed Farrell chiming in on the on the YouTube chat right now, saying uh, that I'm supposed to tell you that Pittman will have a quote regression.
1: Former guest. Oh the yeah, show. yeah. He's a, that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got to look up what. That, you know, where, where the hell is our Ivy uh, Ivy League uh, uh, professor? Yeah, Hudson kern he's probably Words teaching. that I cannot define. Uh, yeah, yeah. I got regression on you. You know, and so he can regress from 98 catches and go to 95. He's still going to outdo a lot of Um Okay, here's a place where uh, I would have to agree that I just want to take a pass on. And I, I really, really like uh, – the player drafted to the Denver Broncos, the receiver Marvin Mims, I like him a great deal. Uh, I'm not anywhere near sold on what Denver, how long a leash that the quarterback is going to have at Denver, and and the, the signing of Stidham makes me think that that leash could be a little short. And I, it's it's just a complicated situation with Cortland Sutton. Jerry, Judy, and now Mims comes in. How are you working through these Denver Bronco receivers? And do you see Cortland Sutton ever returning to the promise that he showed early in his career?
3: Yeah, I sure hope so. Again, he's, he's one of those guys who who's like A.J. Dillon, who's got the mold of what you want in a, in a wide receiver. He's put up some numbers that uh, that we all mm-hmm. like in fantasy. Uh, last year's Denver, you know, recency bias is going to be huge this offseason. Uh I think the entire locker room is on a short leash.
1: What, what about? Think. Yeah, that's a good point. What What about the injury? Uh, you know, he missed most of. Was it twenty twenty?
3: Uh, yeah, twenty nineteen or twenty. It's been. I think that's not even an issue. No, in okay. My eyes. Yeah, and, no, that's that's so far. So, yeah, when was that? That's. Uh,
1: I think it was twenty because he had two years where he where he had twenty targets, yeah. good catches close to maybe five or six touchdowns a year. And, you know, I think maybe in the last, uh, take away the injury year, but you take the last two years, you could be hurt. You you know, you, you, you could be hard pressed to find more than three or four touchdowns there. I think stat wise, you know, it's just, he's got a long way to come back in my thought and, and you know, if, if it was a, yeah. How much of the quarterback,
3: plays into that recency.
1: How, how, what do you think he's going to look like, the quarterback this year?
3: I, I think it's, it's – uh, uh, well, the quarterback I think it's going to be fine. He, he, yeah. he's, playing, he's playing for his job. And whether that's Russell Wilson or Stidham, they're both playing for their job and their future. Mm-hmm. And that's who I want slinging the ball. If I don't have okay. a top quarterback, I want – I'm not going to go out and draft Russell and no. uh, Stidham. But for my receivers, I want guys whose life's on the line chucking the ball. I don't want a you know a content Ryan Fitzpatrick chucking them the ball. Mm-hmm. So in that in that context, over a lot of teams, I'll give it the Washington, the Atlanta problems. I'll go with the Denver's defense six or uh, offense six weeks a year in that division for sure, chucking the ball sixty times a game versus sixty-five times a game running plays versus an Atlanta offense running 50, 55 plays. Yeah,
0: that makes sense. That's a good point. Uh, We're talking with Kurt Anderson, former FPC League winner here on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour tonight. Uh, Jacoby Myers has now signed with the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Devontae Adams, the target hog, is still there. Jimmy Garoppolo is licking his chops with all these great options he has to throw to. Hunter Renfro, how much is he going to be affected, especially by this Jacoby Myers signing, um, when
3: you look at it, Kurt? Probably none. He's probably more affected by the Waller going away than, mm. than another body coming in the wide receiver room. Again, it's just the it's the job fair. They, they needed a wide receiver. They identified the people who were available, and they signed the guy who actually knew the playbook, and that just adds up to a normal business decision. And he'll be on the field every play, and they'll all get there. I don't think it'll affect, to answer the question, none. Waller's leaving will affect uh, the, the distribution between Jacoby and uh, the right fielder for the Brewers.
0: It's exact. Not anymore. Now he's with the Angels. He yes, yes. The Yeah, he yeah. got traded this offseason. I've been but drafted a too much. <laughs> that's a great No, Kurt. I love the reference. I love the reference. That's a great reference. Hunter Ren for a wide receiver 89 at the 18-11. Is this the guy you're scooping up in all your fantasy pros drafts late?
3: I I don't think I – I may have him once. I don't, I, okay. I don't know. I, I don't look at my – like I said, I'm done looking at the numbers. It's all fun. It's, 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 uh, I think I got them once. I'll just answer it like that. Mm. I'd I, I take them more. Yes, I would. You bet. If I needed, I don't need wide receivers late. Let me put it that way. Okay. Just, uh, here's uh, a Raiders question.
1: We talked yeah. about some tight ends that we don't think are going to get it done. This one, um, uh, I, th- I like what the Raiders did with the tight end out of Notre Dame Meyer. What it, What's your thoughts on this tight yeah, end?
3: Yeah. Good draft pick. I mean, the future's bright. Uh, it won't see me, won't see me in the, in a redraft touch. I don't think I touched pits. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. And I was high on them, but I just don't, I, I you know, too long doing this. I read too much into the, it takes too much to pick up the game. It takes too much to learn the tight end position. I'm done reaching for, Rookie well,
1: he went to Notre Dame, and uh, you know Dizzle will attest that that's one of the finest institutions of learning in in the whole country.
3: So, so did Rick Myer, and that didn't <laughs> too well. <laughs> and Rocket
0: Ishmael, Rocket Ishmael, don't forget about Rocket Ishmael.
3: <laughs>
1: Kelly Trapuca and then another basketball. Player. Oh, that?
0: Kelly Trapuca. first yeah. reference ever. The twelve years of doing this show, we got our first Kelly Trapuca reference. I love it, Farrell. That's good
1: stuff. Uh, I miss Kelly. But anyway. Um, okay. Now we're talking about these tight ends. This yeah. is, this is di- a yep. division. Great okay. bunch of tight ends. Yeah. Yep. And, yep. but but not in Denver. We, we just, I just can't get out of Denver. I'm just, I'm yeah. I'm yeah. Yeah. And, and, and now he goes to Seattle and now he's, you know, and you look at Noah Fant and he passes all the eye test and, and you, you say, okay, fifty catches last year. When did he get them? I don't know. He had eight or nine games with three or less receptions. He was only targeted about four times a game. Uh, it, it, you know, I, I adopted a couple of, uh, I adopted a couple of dynasty teams, and Fant was on the roster. And I, I said, well, obviously that's why the person let this team go. And you know, I just can't wait to get him off the roster. And, you know, as soon as I do, I think, wow, you know, what if he ever gets into his set? and, but your thoughts on no offense.
3: Yeah. Ditto. Uh, uh, no other way to say it. He he's got the pedigree and that pedigree is the tight end. You let's start mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Wasn't, uh, uh, Hawkinson and him drafted mm-hmm. same mm-hmm. year. Yep. Number one, both from Iowa. Mm-hmm. yep that in it, that in itself is an anomaly that two guys from the same college come out as number ones at tight end you so yeah i think it's uh i think he's got everything and i think what we open the show with is, uh in jigba smith smith and jigba jackson. Jacket, uh, J- jackson jackson yeah yeah the first round guy uh uh he's gonna help that but the problem is it's a it's a running team and it's a It's a three-headed tight end locker. Yes, it is. And they're all—they're all good athletes. Doesn't mean they're all superstars, but they. I think we should just say goodbye to
1: Noah Fant. I just
3: think you know, for this show, we should never bring him up again. I'd say yes, except I'm going to go draft him right now in the nineteenth. Okay, go ahead. All right,
0: there it is. I'm the as I am on the
3: clock. My second, uh, my second tight end in the nineteenth round. If that tells you anything, I think my first was maybe a round or two prior to that. I won't hold the show up to draft him, but that is, I need a, I need a kicker and a tight end and Noah Fant will be it. Uh, as my two, I, I got, who's my one. That's really the, that's the real question. It's, it's
0: gotta be like, so you were only, so you're taking him in the 19th round and your first tight end, you just took him like the 16th or 17th
3: first tight end. I took, uh, I better look at my draft board here. This is compelling.
1: It is.
0: I'm, and I, you I'm know, I'm very hope- curious.
3: It I just done
1: so well in the FFPC without knowing the rules, it's so bad, except yeah, yeah my, and, in, you know, in, you don't know
3: that's right, yeah. The heck with it, who needs a tight end? Uh, 18, 18th round, I took uh Hayden Hurst.
0: Oh, I so you got Hurst and,
3: and Fan, okay? All right, I, well, I, so so obviously, I threw the position, and in fact, I took a defense, the Niners, in the 15th round, which is so abnormal. Third defense off the board and that there's so many oddities in this early drafting and those other two defenses went in the 14th round so i yeah who knows uh sure.
0: yes yeah, so, so everybody was assuming it, it like uh biplab mandel and jay reed thought it was it was going to be irv smith was the first tight end took, but it was actually hayden hearse yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah i like i like the Hurst pick i like the Hurst pick let's get a, a couple of emails here for you kurt paul in new york leads us off tonight are you all in on Roshan Johnson in Chicago, or do you think it is going to be a split backfield? Paul, thank you for the email. We certainly appreciate it. Roshan Johnson's getting a lot of steam in the FFPC rookie drafts. I know there's a lot of people talking him up, but Khalil Herbert's still there. You're still looking at Deontay Foreman in that backfield as well. How are you looking at the Chicago running backs this year, Kurt?
3: Yeah, he's probably the fourth best running back on that team. Uh, right behind the two you mentioned and the guy who gets the ball every play, Justin Fields. So not even on my radar. Uh, I mean, those are guys that, yeah, if you hit on them, great. I, no qualms. I got no no problem with somebody spending draft picks on them, but I just don't build my teams with rookie running backs who we don't even know if they can stop a blitz, let mm. alone run the ball. So that, that there's, right. I, I, that's I'm hung up on the rookie stuff too much. Mm-hmm. You got to be special. Uh, it, it, like it, it, at that point, I, are you kind of looking
0: at um, Khalil Herbert? Are you looking at um, are, are you looking at Deontay Foreman as a pivot off Roshan Johnson when everybody else is taking them? You think that the value might be with those other two guys?
3: I, I think they're both they're equal. They're they're it's it's a two headed monster. But the running back to have is Justin Fields. So okay. if it's it's uh, right. you know it's that if you got a heavy wide receiver build. I'd be happy with probably Herbert before Foreman, but I'd be content with Foreman as one of my three, I would put, trying to find two running backs, one of my three, in that kind of build.
0: Um, We have a question from Harry in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Ironically, not about an Alabama Crimson Tide player, but but it is about two SEC players. Hey, Kurt, are you Team Wandale Robinson or Team Jalen Hyatt? In 2023, that's uh, Harry in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. He says thanks. We say thank you to him for emailing in. Yeah, so Wandale Robinson, uh, a U.K. guy, right, Farrell? Am I yes. remembering that correctly? Okay. Jalen Hyatt, a Tennessee guy, and now they're both real-life teammates on the New York Giants. Which Giants receiver you're more likely to draft this year, Kurt, between those Yeah, two?
3: not even close for me. Again, it's a it's a locker room. You've got an incumbent in there. And the incumbent wins. These guys just don't get to walk into the office and kick the incumbent out of their job. So it takes a bit of effort for these non-elite skill players to take over a position. They're filling the room. It's exactly the guy they need. But I have no, no desire to have a have skilled athlete. But, not again, not on my radar. Not someone I'm drafting. Could he win somebody a league? Hell yeah. I mean, all these guys, I'm not saying no right. to. but. Just not guys, I, I, I'm gonna build a build a draft around. So I'm looking, Wondale, I'm looking I like Wandale.
0: I, I I'm I'm looking at the ADP right now, and it's it's like how fast things turn. Jalen so wandale Robinson Farrell, refresh my memory and Kurt chime in on this. He was was he a second round pick last year? Yes, I believe so. early pick okay. for sure. Yeah, right. Okay, so Robinson was a second round pick in the draft last year. He's going in the 14th round this year. Uh right now, Jalen Hyatt, who is fresh off being a Third round pick this year mm-hmm. is going almost two full rounds ahead mm-hmm. of Wandale Robinson. Hyatt going in the mid twelfth, uh, end of the twelfth, excuse me, end of the twelfth right now is wide receiver fifty-seven. This is the shiny new toy theory that I think a lot of FFPC fantasy yeah. pros drafters have right now. Farrell, I'm fresh out of emails. I'm going to tee you up for the final question. mr kurt anderson the
1: final question comes with disclaimers mr anderson first of all (laughs) all players mentioned good or bad favorable or unfavorable must have intact acls and have never spent a day on injured reserve due to an acl injury you also must be players that you have not previously referenced during the show we're all about with the last question new material With, with the you know, because the Dizzle and Billy Hollywood and three or four other guys are still listening. So this is important that we get that out there. Here we go. Name me a player that you are really, really looking forward to getting on your team this year. And then name me a guy that you just really would you you wouldn't take him. if it's, it's if they let you play with an extra player, he would not be. <laughs> he's you know you just can't you don't you don't want him. You just you just
3: won't do it. Who you I thought? think it's yeah. I think it's Bijan. So, so Ooh. he's healthy. Uh, I, I it, my problem is the offense. The problem is the team. The the problem is the people around him. It's not him. So I, I I've I've had several four five seven nine uh, slot picks, and I've contemplated it, and I just can't see myself doing it. I I, I can't. So therefore. He's not going to be available in the second round, anybody out there. We know that if he is, I'd be shocked. So be it. I, I wouldn't touch him until the third. So that's someone I wouldn't touch. That's, I mean, that's, yeah, he's I'd not love going to, to get have him. It. I'm not going to get him just not going to be a part of it. I was actually going to answer the question, Brees Hall, but I, I, when I was in the green room, I didn't get any disclaimer notifications. So I, I this is really Sorry. catching me off guard. Yeah, hey, no, That's so, fine. That's fine. So then, let me, uh, yeah, let me circle to the guy I want to get, um, and i think it's jk dobbins. Mm. Uh, I, I, you know I, I, who knows. but i wanted him to be good. he just he's just all the, that skill set. i'm not an ohio state fan. Mm. i'm i'm a i'm a skill set fan and, and he seems to be that guy sans that bloody injury he had that that has messed him up for a year and a half now but i hope he's healthy. and that's the guy i'm targeting and i don't know if i have him actually in that many leagues. it's all about builds. But, but that's the guy I think who's going to be a difference maker yeah, I uh, agree. this year. Uh, I agree. The and and the other,
0: I mean, like, it's not, I mean, it's Todd Monkin taking over, but the, if he is going to throw the ball there much more so, and, and we have a, email coming up with, with, say, Flowers, but obviously with Flowers and Beckham and Bateman and, and Andrews and everybody there, that is going to free up some running lanes for, for one J.K. Dobbins uh, this year. And 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 I like that. I think that's an interesting call with, with Dobbins this year because you don't hear his helium has not elevated to the level that I think um, I, I was probably expecting it to. Now, maybe that changes over the course of the summer, mm-hmm. but I think he's a guy that could be uh, due for, um, for some uh, positive ascension up the draft board. Dave Nowitzki in the chat right now. I did not forget about you. I said we were going to ask Kurt Anderson this question, and we're going to right now for our final final question of the night. Dave Nowitzki wants to hear about Calvin Ridley. Kurt, I have him listed in the FFPC, or excuse me, the Fantasy Pros Championship data, as wide receiver 18, going in the middle of the fourth round, right behind Metcalf, Debo Samuel, and Amari Cooper, right ahead of Keenan Allen. DeAndre Hopkins, and D.J. Moore. Your thoughts on Calvin Ridley, the newest Jaguar veteran receiver.
3: I hope he returns to who he was. He'd be good for football, be good for the Jaguars. Uh, he won't return to my lineup in the fourth round. Uh, I would rather have Kirk later. Uh, Ingram, you probably won't see me draft in mid-rounds. I'd like him, though. Nothing wrong with him. He's a great fit for that offense. If, if, if he is the, let's talk about recency bias, if he is the 2021 Calvin Ridley, they've got a first round wide receiver, Right. I mean, a first round fantasy wide receiver, uh, which is, you know, putting up highlights. So uh, all for it, would love to have him. I'd love to steal him in the sixth, have yet to see him get there. Uh, yeah. It just, it just doesn't happen. Calvin
0: Ridley, um, if I can if I can find the uh, the stats on him, um in 2020, 90 catches, 1374 yards, and nine touchdowns. Now that was without um that was was that uh, guys refresh memory. Was Julio Jones on that team? Yeah, in Ryan, and yep. okay. Ryan and Julio. Yeah,
3: okay. All right.
0: So the fact that he did that with Julio Jones, and granted it was not Julio Jones at the peak of his powers. But you know, a lot of people are saying I'm not on Ridley because he's going to be going, and there's a lot of reasons not to like Ridley this year. But um, some of the reasons are like, well, he's going to have to contend with Evan Ingram. He's going to have to contend with Christian Kirk. Travis Etienne is going to catch passes in that offense. This is not going to be, you know, like what it was in Atlanta, where it's just two guys. But he's done this before with with an elite pass catcher. So I think that there is something to be said for Calvin Ridley. Now, whether you're on board with him as high as he's going wide receiver 18 in the fourth round, that's a different discussion. But, um, but I, I, think Ridley and I'll, Farrell, I'll throw this to you real quick. Cause I'm sure Dave wants to hear from you on this. I think Ridley is kind of a polarizing guy in the mid fourth round.
1: I do too. And I'm, I'm just a really, really big Christian Kirk fan. And I you know I'm not going to go to battle with both these guys. So I'm going to look at Christian Kirk, maybe to my demise, but I, uh, <laughs> I, I believe in Christian Kirk. I think he plays with the chip on his shoulder and, uh, you know, th- yeah, Ridley's got to come back from it, so I- I'm siding with Kirk in this offense. But you know, I'm rooting for Ridley.
0: There was uh, an article that, and and I'll, I'll reference um, what what Dizzle had to say about this. Calvin Ridley had uh, he wrote an article in the Players Tribune about the whole gambling suspension and what he was going through, and and there's some mental health stuff in there as well. So it wasn't just the gambling thing. There's there's some other stuff going on, uh, and anybody who's Kind of torn on drafting Calvin Ridley this year. Go to theplayerstribune.com. Read it. It, it only takes like you know four or five minutes to read. It's it, it's a good piece as Dizzle is is pointing out. And another good piece in the FFPC and the Fantasy Pros Championship this year is the incomparable Kurt Anderson, who uh, we were very fortunate enough to get on the show tonight for a, a long time. My God, it's almost it's almost eleven o'clock. We're very thankful, Kurt, that you have made some time for us tonight. We're, we we uh, we wish you nothing but the best in all your leagues this year. Uh, hopefully you're taking down that million dollar grand prize and, and we'll have you back on in January to talk about it, but congrats on, on your previous success and good luck in 2023, my friend.
3: Thanks guys. Have a great summer. See you maybe in Vegas, Kentucky, got or it. Uh, in January.
1: Yeah, or all of them, all of
3: them. We'll, right. do a, we'll, yeah, do a, we'll do it Kentucky,
0: yeah. Vegas, and, and in January on these airwaves. You Thank you, Kurt. love the way you're talking,
1: Kurt. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
0: Kurt Anderson, ladies and gentlemen, dropping by the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour tonight. I do apologize; we will not get a chance to get to all the emails because we went so long with Kurt. We had so many great we had we had a great lively YouTube and Facebook chat yes, uh, tonight. Yeah, so so you a know, lot Biff of great Lab,
1: Biff Lab said something about coming back. The Player didn't get hurt, and he's right about that. But amongst players who talk about missing time, it, it's you know, I don't know if it's a mental block. I, I don't know if it's just the erosion of skills or being away from the team. But that is one of the hardest things to do. You talk about a guy that misses a year, of it, and previously you would miss a year because of talent. So you're not talking about the elite players in the league, which, of course, Ridley is. But just just coming back after missing time is one of the toughest things to do. Yeah. So this, that's something he's.
0: And that's, that's one of the, like that, that's what's going to make him such a polarizing guy because as we look forward to, to the, to the fantasy football, like the meat of the drafting season, as I've been talking about all night tonight, if you get Ridley right this year Mm -hmm. and like you draft him and, and he, you know, plays like he never missed any time at all, man, you are going to be flying high throughout the season as long as he stays healthy. Um, And if you avoid him, and uh, he hits, that. that's a miss. That's a miss on you. And that's, like, we always talk about these players every single year. There's always a certain number of players that are going to define the fantasy season. Calvin Redley, definitely one of the top ten players we'll be looking at uh, as far as how he affects drafts this season, how he affects the million-dollar grand prize in the FFPC Main Event and the Fantasy Pros Championship. Farrell, you are a gentleman and a scholar. We will check out kffsc.com for all the drafts going on right now. Anything you want to promote specifically tonight?
1: No, I would just like, I just like promoting everyone to keep, keep coming in the shows Mm -hmm. and guests are good. You're doing a great job putting guys together, Balky. You know, we, have got a lot of, uh, of content that we have to fight. I mean, I just learned tonight that, uh, that, that, um, uh, Dave Turp has his own show, uh, (laughs) you know, and now with, 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 uh, with our, uh, Our our handy uh, Aiden and you know it's just we got we you know we got to come with it and so uh, we're the coattails, my friend. Yeah, we're just riding the riding the terp train. At I I will I will just promote people joining us and having guests like we had in Curry. It's it's fantastic and you know um, I lined up the last of our top five finishers than the KFFSC. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Chuck Yule and his playing partner John Baxter. They are headed to the FFPC for the first time. They won their their bid as a top five finisher in the KFFSC. So that's something that I would like to promote. I don't know if if all the FFPC players are aware of that, but in in addition to the good times and, and the uh, financial gain that you can win in Kentucky, you can also win another FFPC. Team. Team and, and you know that one that you win here will be the one that will win you the million dollars. I'm That's right. No saying. question.
0: It, it is a win 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 proposition. Michael Scott said win-win-win on the office to yes. draft in Kentucky and Louisville or in Cincinnati. It's a win 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 win. You can't you cannot it. lose. That. It's so much fun. Uh, Farrell, we will continue to to check out the KFFSC, KFSC.com at KFFSC official on Twitter. Thank you, my friend. And we will do this again next Friday. We'll see you. Farrell Elliott, ladies and gentlemen, the definitive commissioner of fantasy football, at KFFSC official on Twitter and, of course, KFFSC.com. I want to thank him. I want to thank Kurt Anderson, the FFPC, Rob Bryson, of course, each and every one of you for watching or streaming or downloading this podcast. We return, once again, next Friday at 10, 9 Central. We're going to have 10-time FFPC League winner Jared Eisenlore is going to be our guest. It's going to be a lot of fun talking fantasy pros drafts with him, uh, the FFPC Best Ball Tournament as well. We're going to get into a lot of great stuff with Jared next week. If you missed last night's high-stakes fantasy football show, on the Better Sports Network, have no fear. Go on the FFPC YouTube channel, the FFPC Twitter, FFPC Facebook. The full show is there. We had Fantasy Pros Thor Nystrom. And we had uh, Destination Debbie, Dynasty Trades in five, and Dynasty League Football. Scott Connor, a guy who plays in a ton of FFPC and KFFSC leagues. He hosted the second hour with me. We had Thor on for the first hour. It was a tremendous show. I loved it. I learned so much. That's the most important part is uh, I had fun and I learned, right? What more can you ask in life than than that? So FFPC Fantasy on YouTube, uh, FFPC on Twitter, Fantasy Football Players Championship on Facebook in case you missed that. Uh, You can win. Oh, and by the way, on the um, uh, Better Sports Network uh, High Stakes Fantasy Football Show next uh, Thursday night at seven six Central live, we're going to have Tom Stracken from Fantasy Pros live from the United Kingdom. What's great about that is it's going to be like two in the morning for Tom when he's doing the show, and I'm very excited to do a show where he is he is talking fantasy football in his thick English. Uh, Cockney British accent, I don't know which one it is I'll ask him about it uh, next Thursday uh, At 2 in the morning when he is uh, he, He's heavily caffeinated Um, But it is the middle of the night there. It's going to be a fun show. I've never done a podcast like that before. Tom Strachan on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Show next week. Uh, Win a million dollars in the inaugural Fantasy Pros Championship right now. It's just a $350 entry fee at myffpc.com. Register by June 1st, and you will get a free $35 FFPC league credit. Immediately credited to your uh, account as long as you draft before June 15th. You can do that up to three times. So that's over $100 in free FFPC teams. Register for Dynasty Startup Drafts. You get a ton of them. Popping off tomorrow, starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh, A lot of um, drafts starting at the $100 level, going up all the way to the $5,000 level. If you have a price point in mind, we have the league for you at MyFFPC.com. We've been doing Dynasty for nearly a decade. More than 1,200 teams. Nary a league has folded. So you are in it for the long haul. You don't have to worry about your leagues folding over at MyFFPC.com. Million-dollar grand prize in the main event once again this year. Register before May th- or by May 31st so you can get in in that 2023 FFPC Pros versus Joes drawing. That's going to be a lot of fun as well. Hopefully you can register for the main event, get your name picked, and then we'll cover your draft live here on the High Stakes Fantasy Football or myself, Farrell, and a lot of the other industry pros and some of the other FFPC Joes will be a part of those broadcasts coming up at the end of July. $200,000 is the grand prize in the FFPC Best Ball Tournament. Fifty thousand dollar grand prize is the is uh, what you're searching for when you plunk down thirty five dollars, just thirty five dollars in the Superflex uh, FFPC Best Ball Tournament as well. And if you want to play in a closed twelve team league, we have a ton of price points available for you, including as low as five dollars at myffpc.com. You want to draft slow, live, sit and go, whatever you want, it's all at myffpc.com remember to like this video subscribe to the channel comment on the video share the video with your friends and enemies and frenemies And get notified every time we go live. Once again, we will be going live on this FFPC YouTube channel. Sunday night, Aiden LaCourie and Dave Turpoli will have live coverage of a FFPC $200,000 best ball draft. That is coming up on Sunday night. Register for those Fantasy Pros drafts. I'm commissioning the midnight draft for anybody who's interested. That's popping off in a little bit less than an hour. So hopefully you can sign up for that and win a million bucks, maybe tonight, at MyFFPC.com. Thanks for watching, everybody. Your weekend officially starts now. I wish I had something better to go off the air with tonight. And I, 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 I ask for forgiveness. I don't think I did one of these goodbyes last week when Aiden and I did live coverage of the FFPC Genesis, uh, Genesis and Revelation drafts. I will dedicate this to a guy who is not in the chat room tonight. And that was Hudson Kern-Reeve, um, the biggest Marvel fan I know who also plays FFPC. I saw Guardians of the Galaxy this past week. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Obviously, Volume Two came out like six years ago, so it's been a while since we got the continuation. Chess kiss on how they ended it. I loved it. I'm looking forward to seeing some of the characters, some, not all, probably, uh, going forward in in a lot of Marvel movies. So, if you're a fan of the Marvel movies, I think they did Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three correctly. Get out there and see it. Um, and uh, if you're not looking uh, to see a movie, Tonight, Saturday night, Sunday night, whatever it is, we have plenty of drafts at MyFFPC.com. Don't forget, KFFSC.com for all the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship drafts as well. Thanks for watching, everybody, or listening, downloading, streaming, what have you. We will be back live next Friday at 10, 9 central with 10-time FFPC league winner, Jared Eisenlore, myself, and of course, Farrell Elliott. Thanks for watching, everybody. See you then.